What's up? I hope you are having a great day today. It is I, Jonathan Smith, your host here at Shooting the Schmidt's. Got a great podcast coming up for you today. And why this NBA draft class reminds me of a very recent NBA draft class. We're going to get into all that today. But first, Double B, Bruce Buffer. Thank you, Bruce. I cannot wait to get into this. I've had this take for a while. I've been sitting on it, just waiting to bring it out. And today is the day. So back in 2017, we had a pretty solid draft class, right? Except for the number one overall pick, Markel Fultz, who is currently dying in Orlando. So he went number one overall to Philly at the time. The second overall pick was Lonzo Ball. And then the third overall pick and best player in this draft class, Jason Tatum. And looking at this year's NBA draft and just comparing it to the storylines back then, it is insanely similar, okay? So let's look here. So Markel Fultz was the consensus number one overall pick, okay? Everybody had him going number one. There were some arguments for Lonzo to, for Lonzo to go number one, but for the most part, People were feeling Markel Fultz coming out of Washington, and Jason Tatum was without a doubt the third best prospect in this draft when you talked to NBA draft people. Now, let's look at this year's draft, okay? There's four guys, really three, but there's four. So obviously we have Chet Holmgren out of Gonzaga, the seven-foot unicorn. We've got Jay Nivey out of Purdue. We got Paulo Bancaro, the 6'10", 250, absolute man amongst boys out there playing at Duke. And then we have Jabari Smith, right? And coming into the season, and I still think that this is the vibe of it, you know, Chet Holmgren was considered, he was probably going to be the number one overall pick. Now it kind of looks like it's going to be Jabari Smith. And once again, the forward from Duke is, you know, without a doubt considered the third best player in this draft class. And I'll be honest, I'm not too, too sure that I'm sold on that. Right? I I, I think Paul, Paulo Bancaro is the best player in this draft class. I think he's going to be the best player in this draft class. And he's got a real opportunity to be the Jason Tatum. Okay? Like, everybody's talking about Jabari Smith and Chet Holmgren and, like, all the upside and how great they are, right? And we're just kind of, like, forgetting about Paulo Bancaro, who has his team... In the Final Four, they're going to play tomorrow in in the Final Four against UNC, and I I like them to win just because they have Paulo Bancaro. But seriously, like it's just like this consensus that he's going to go third right now, and I'm just not sold on it. Like he has this real opportunity to be the Jason Tatum, where he goes number three overall and winds up being the best player in this draft class. I mean, how can you? How can we just write him off? Right? Like, sure, he's not a great shooter right now, but how many guys? have gone number one overall because we look at them and we say, oh, wow, but they're quick and they're explosive and they're fast and they you know they can do this and they see the court well and they have a good handle and they have this and they have that. So what? They can't shoot well. Everybody develops a jump shot when they get into the NBA. And guess what? Paulo Mancaro's jump shot isn't even all that bad. He's just streaky. He has to become more consistent, right? It's not like he's like 
Markel Fultz, who literally went number one overall a few years ago, who couldn't shoot a free throw, okay? Like, he's got a better jump shot than him, okay? He had a better jump jump shot than Lonzo Ball, who went number two. 2011, John Wall goes number one. He couldn't shoot the ball super well, so on and so forth. So when we take these guys that we expect to take jump shots early in the draft, the idea is they have these uncoachable things and we're going to just bring along the shooting. Because let's be honest, the longer guys are in the NBA, the better their jump shot tends to get. And I just think, I think Paulo Bancaro, his floor is definitely higher than Holmgren's and Jabari Smith's, right? Like he, he is the pick for rookie of the year next year. Just simply because of what we've seen from him, we know he can go one-on-one and score against guys. He can post up smaller defenders. He goes by the bigger defenders. And by bigger, I mean still a little bit smaller than him because he's huge, 6'10", 250. I'm not going to let it go, especially with the way that he moves. Like It is incredible what he does at his size. And yeah, I just, I don't understand it. Okay, I need, I need some draft expert to come on here. So if you're a draft expert and you're listening, Please come on and explain to me why Paulo Bancaro shouldn't be the number one overall pick, okay? Because he's got size that you can't coach, okay? And I, I can hear, I can hear it now. Jabari Smith is six ten as well, very true. But Jabari Smith is not is six ten two fifty, okay? I'm more hot, caught up on the two fifty parts, okay? Like that is really impressive, right? And I don't understand why we aren't focusing on it more because we talk about LeBron James all the time, who's six eight two fifty. And moves extremely well. Now, I'm not calling Paulo Bancaro the next LeBron James. I'm just saying that the size is very similar. Paulo Bancaro is extremely skilled right now. He's only going to get better. And I just, I'm absolutely lost as to why he's not really even in consideration for the number one overall pick. Okay, I get the upside with Chet Holmgren, but I just think he's either, he's feast or famine. Okay, he's either going to be an absolute superstar or he's going to be, you know, the third guy coming off your bench playing like 10 minutes in a playoff game. Okay, the thing with Jabari Smith, look, if Jabari Smith goes in front of him, I'll understand it. You know, people are saying he's going to be a 25,000-point scorer, and he very well may be. I just haven't seen him show the offensive capabilities in terms of being able to score in one-on-one situations like I've seen from Paulo Bancaro, right? So maybe that's just the system's. Who knows? Who knows, right? There's still, you know, a lot of time left from now until the NBA draft. But I'm, it's going to be really interesting just to see how it unfolds. And I'm not going to linger on any longer. I don't have anything else prepped for you. So I'm not just going to sit here and waste your time. So that's going to do it here at Shooting with Schmidt. Make sure you're following me on social media at jschmidt underscore four on just about every single social media site except for TikTok. That is at jschmidt underscore sports. That's going to do it here. I hope you have a great Friday. I hope you have a great weekend. I'll be back on Monday with another take for you.